Yeah, man. How's your headphones? Are they too loud? Too quiet? Um, I mean, they're pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. All right. You ready to knock into this thing? I'm ready to knock into it, dude. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the James on the Rocks podcast. Today, I have with me Mr. Parker. Tell me how to pronounce your last name. Is it Whirling? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. sweet. I had it. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to botch it though. No, it's okay. It. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a. It is botched all the time. Is it? And what do people yeah. say usually? Uh, Weirling is the Weirling. main one. Oh, I've gotten Wireling. Okay. Um, uh, I've gotten Warling once, but I Warling. think they must have been they must have been on something. Out of state. Pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty bad. I felt like it looked like Whirling, but I didn't want to come in here and, and botch it. Whirling's okay. right. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Right, I sweet. appreciate you asking. No problem, man. You are. Tell me a little bit about yourself, but first, just some context for the audience and everything. I believe from what I've read, I don't know very much about you. I know you're actor, musician, podcaster from Correct. the website. So a man of many, many statures, which I respect. I like doing it all as well. Um, kind of tell me how you got going. What, where do you where do you live? Are you Athens based? Yeah, I go back and forth between Athens and Atlanta okay. every week, actually. So, every week. Okay. Just yeah, for work or school or for work. Okay. So I am a music teacher as well. So awesome. when I moved here in May. Uh, I still kept my Monday and Tuesday students in Atlanta because okay. it's like it's just really good pay. I go yeah. in home, so yeah. I go to like their house and Ooh, teach them there. It's like piano, vocal, uh, guitar, you... drums, and bass. But I don't have a lot of bass students. Okay, interesting. Uh, I got one bass student in Athens, and he's by far the coolest, yeah. which I think says something about bass in general. <laughs> very telling. Very yeah. telling. Um, but yeah, so I go back and forth every week. Okay, um, but. You know, the drive's not that bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad. I wondered, because like, I only recently came to start hearing about you. I think it was like probably when Drew Baskin started posting stuff about you and uh, maybe the single or maybe it was yeah. probably that EP release show. And I was like, I was like, who is this guy? And um, and then I'd known the On The Note before that. Because oh, cool. I'd heard of that. It's On The Note, right? Am I saying yeah, that right? On yeah. That Note, yeah. On That Note, excuse me. Um, That's okay. On The Note podcast, I had heard of that, but I wasn't aware that it was you. So, and, and then I pieced it all together. I was like, all right, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Drew's the man. He's been Drew's the a homie. huge, like, supporter and yeah. help. And uh, I met him here before I moved here. Okay. And he was like, if you want to, like, meet people here, you should meet up with Tommy Troutwine. And then... Uh, <laughs> That's a good central Yeah, exactly. Host. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we met for coffee. And then yeah. I was like, man, this, this place is so cool. I'd love to, you know, it might be really nice to move here. And he's yeah. like, well, we got a room open if you want to. Really? Yeah, so I'm I'm living with uh, with Tommy with the Trotwa? No way! Yes, sir. Yeah, that's uh, a good good musical start. You yeah, probably know everybody. At the Wabaz Studio. Yeah, everybody's coming in all yeah. the time. Like, I love every that. day. There's somebody there, which that's is great. Man. Really cool. Um, yeah, Tommy's killing it, man. All those guys are so cool, man. Drew Drew himself is one of the smartest musical managerial minds in town. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that, but he's one of the wisest guys. I just asked him if I could, if, if we could like get together and mm -hmm. you know because he just saw the show, which was my first one in Athens. Yeah, how did that go by the way? Is it Flicker? Yeah, Flicker. It was really okay. fun. We had Jacob Malo and Aunt uh -huh. Moth and they killed it. Um, yeah. it was just a blast. Yeah. I hadn't played live in like three years Ooh, probably. At least turnout. with a band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just excited to like do it uh -huh. regardless of how many people came because yeah. it's like it's been three years it's been i mean three shit, years. you're probably itching you know what I yeah. Mean? yeah and once you like it's one of those things where the longer you wait mm -hmm. the scarier it gets oh, yeah, and like the bigger sure. the mountain seems so yeah. i felt like i'm like let's do it once let me just get it out of the way so i can want to keep doing it again i respect that man it's so true because like literally we took like two months off this summer and i was nervous for the next one it was like, I was like yeah. why am i nervous we played 55 shows last year like what exactly you, you know what i mean so yeah. i i feel you there i'm glad it went well man flicker is a great spot for anybody coming into athens great choice um 
What? Where did you move from? I guess I'm trying to find the backstory here first before we get too deep into yeah. it. Smyrna, Georgia, if you know mm-hmm. where that is. No, I never heard of that. Near uh, Vinings. Um, I mean, it's like tw- it's Atlanta. It's 20 yeah, okay. minutes from Atlanta. So Atlanta area. It's like right outside the perimeter. Okay, sweet, sweet. And you've lived there your whole life? or? Uh, so I lived there up until I graduated high school and then okay. moved to Los Angeles for five oh, wow. and a half years. How'd you like that? It was cool. It's interesting. Um, was that for the acting side yeah, of things? Probably it was mainly for the okay. acting stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was like a really cool part of the journey. It's kind uh-huh. of wild to think that I was there for so long because yeah, that's a long it time. Yeah, it, like it's been a year and a half maybe since I went back. Okay. So it's or since I left. Yeah. So it's funny to think that that was like a part of my life. Yeah. You know dude, what I mean? Five and a half years is not just like, oh, you moved over no. there for a little bit. It's like you were there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it is a beautiful place. Yeah. But, I've uh, never been, man. I'm jealous. It's cool. Yeah. You should check yeah. it out. I mean, it's great to visit, I think. I think living there is is a whole different ball game. I hear that a lot these days. Lots of yeah. kind of the, the talk. But did you move there at the time? Were you into just acting or was that for music too? Uh, I Well, I've been acting longer than I've been playing okay. music. Music, yeah. but music has probably a more special place in my heart maybe yeah um but acting is still something i really love to yeah. do but uh the reason why i moved out there is like it just felt well first of all it was going to be a gap year and uh, clearly gotcha. that didn't happen <laughs> a good uh, one a good size yeah, gap year <laughs> yeah a good size gap year. i respect that i respect that so, might as well <laughs> might as well and it was yeah beautiful place and yeah. things were going pretty well for a while but then once the pandemic happened uh-huh. all the sets were shut down gotcha. none of the auditions were happening yeah. and then even when they did start to come back uh-huh. everything is taped so you tape an audition Ooh, so you don't right. have to go anywhere so yeah. you don't have to live anywhere oh, particularly okay. Okay, interesting. So it interesting. was just like paying a lot of rent money. Yeah, for, for no reason. For no reason. Interesting. Except okay. for the palm trees. <laughs> you know? Doesn't sound too bad. That's interesting, man. Um, that's wild, dude. Like, what was it like being out there, going from Georgia to LA? Was it pretty big culture shock at first? I imagine a little bit, but yeah. I had lived there for about three months when I was a junior in high school. Okay. Um, for acting they do a thing called they used to do a thing called pilot season where uh-huh. all the pilots of a show like the first episode of a show were cast between okay. january and may okay. every year so oh, wow. there was like a pilgrimage of actors <laughs> i believe around that. the country to go to la and yeah. try to book something so i did that my junior year of high school so i already had to and even before that i'd go there for spring break with my parents and stuff yeah. so so you've been around there. i'd been yeah and i knew a few people but um, okay it was a bigger culture shock moving from Atlanta to Athens. Really? Because I'd only lived in big cities yeah, my like whole life. Yeah, the biggest, right? And now, every time I go somewhere, I see somebody I know. And I'm like, yeah. this is so weird. Do you like it? Or Yeah. Yeah, it's cool? It's cool. Yeah, yeah. it is nice. Because um, Athens is like a big city, but like not. You know what I mean? It's right. like a country city, I guess, is what I would yeah. call it or something, which, which is what I love about it, you know, because I don't, I don't really want to be in Atlanta too bad, you know? Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. And I moved here in May, so it was like... I'm like, oh, it's a nice, quiet, yeah. quiet, quaint yeah. town. Yeah. And uh, I had the whole summer without any students. And now all the students here, I'm like, oh, whoa, Wait. this place is wild. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Very different during the summer. It's amazing how much it dies in the summer, man. It's very cool. Very yeah. cool. I like it in summer for about the first two months. But that's interesting, man. What do you think about, like, I mean, obviously, Atlanta, LA is going to have a lot more opportunities if you're perhaps in the industry you're in you know what have you thought about Athens so far opportunity wise you know has it been like oh there's not as much going on or is it I think that 
what is so cool about here is that everybody is very supportive of each other and everybody it is like kind of a tight community very tight yeah whereas in atlanta and maybe part of this is my own fault for not putting myself out there as much Uh but it was it seemed a little bit more daunting yeah like cutthroat kind of or maybe yeah it was just harder to um find people i guess and that makes sense when i came here for the first time to like do anything it was to record music with patrick doherty yeah i've heard of patrick yeah yeah so he's got Uh racket recording studios yeah i hear hear a lot of people in there now it seems to be popping seems to be popping yes it's a great studio if anybody needs good studio time Mm -hmm. uh he's a great engineer the studio is awesome and uh it's got the one tennis racket on the wall yes i I think he upgraded to a few Ooh, okay okay very appropriate very appropriate but uh gideon johnson played drums on that legend legend yeah he's amazing yeah he's fantastic um, do you know clark sound i've heard the name don't know him he's based in atlanta but he might as well be based here he comes here all the time so they kind of they kind of came together to help me make this and then we had people come in and out like canon yeah. Cannon did some slides and man. some guitar. A man. Well, that's how uh, Athens works right there. You know, yeah. you make EP, all the homies are playing on it, right? Exactly. You know, very cool. And is this, which EP you're f- referring to? Is this the one so, that's been out or it's coming out? So I have two EPs that are like on the... You on know, the streaming. On yeah. the, well, not on the streaming yet. Okay. One of them's coming out September 29th. Sweet, sweet. So, so this will come out in great timing for that. Yes. Be a good promo. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So the new the new single that just came out, Better yeah. Than You Blues, came out last week. I dig it. And it's, very, it's very blues. Ironically. Yeah, very you know blues. I mean? Very cool. It's the most blues thing yeah. I've ever done. Good lyrics, um, man. Very uh, stick it to the man lyrics or something like that. Yeah. I I just wanted to be petty. Yeah, that's once, that would be a know? better way to describe it. Like the the Boston lines and all that stuff. I like all that stuff. <laughs> Very you. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. But uh, that song is the single off of uh, the EP that's coming out at the end of the month called It's So You. It's So You. And then that one I did in Philadelphia a year ago with a okay. guy named Kevin Basco. Rubber Band Gun is like his moniker. Uh-huh. He's really sick. Uh, we recorded everything to tape, which was oh, sick, part dude. of the reason why I wanted to go do it, because I thought that'd be really fun. Yeah, that's great. And then the EP I was just talking about with Patrick and Gideon and, uh-huh. and Clark, that we did here in Athens, and that's going to, I don't know when it's going to come out yet, but that's yeah. um, that'll probably be maybe the end of the year. Well, the fact that you got two in the queue is pretty impressive, man. Good yeah, for you, dude. Yeah. How many songs on each? Four for the one coming up mm-hmm. in, in September, and then yeah. three for the other one it's full album pretty much you know what i mean yeah. good for you man good Thank for you, you dude that's great i'm excited to hear it. before we keep going i want to make sure i press record on this camera you totally. ever do that yes i do it all the time all right we're good to go we're good rookie move no man i've done that i've like just not recorded my yeah, own vocals before yeah it's yeah. like you feel like such an idiot that's after. what that's like my worst nightmare is getting to the end of the podcast and like going to turn the camera off and it's already off it's like yeah oh. <laughs> and you're like because oh, then you shit. wasted your guest time, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, back to the EPs. That's wonderful, dude. I'm excited to hear that. Um, I think that's great, dude. Like two EPs coming out in the next couple. I mean, that's that's movement, you know what I yeah. mean? That's great. Yeah. Thanks. I, and you got a lot of old music on there, too, that I dug. Yeah. Some thanks. of it was more like, not R&B or like rap flow almost, but like one of, I think it was Always. Yeah, Always, Always. always. That was my favorite one out Thank of all you. of your songs, dude. I thought I that was cool. I appreciate it. I'm yeah. glad that... I do have those older songs on there for people yeah. to enjoy, yeah. but it's funny because I didn't play anything before with a little love. I didn't okay. play at Flickr because gotcha. they are more like electronic. Yeah, um, I did everything on my computer, just uh-huh. Logic. Yeah, it worked. And then with a little love, 
and Hazy Lazy Light were the first times. Um, actually, that's not true. Always, always as well. But I would go to these guys, New Beat Fund in mm-hmm. uh, L.A., and they would basically take the tracks that I made, yeah. the project, and just doctor it up and oh, make it sweet, sound like sweet. a million times better. Yeah, dude, the production on all of your stuff, I will say, was very impressive, very uh, very professional sound. Thank you. Like yeah. all the way to the start from what I heard. Thank you. Yeah. I did a deep dive on the catalog, so I had, that's I had to make awesome. sure I was ready, man. That always makes me... Always makes me warm and fuzzy inside. I'm like, oh, got you that's a few cool. streams people, in there, man. Yeah, the people yeah. are listening to it. Yeah, know? man. I think um, I was impressed that it all sounded really professional just from the start. You know, because sometimes it, most bands, I'd say, there's a little learning curve. You know, right. the first couple singles a little spacey, that kind of stuff. Mine were, you know, uh, and then you kind of figure out your flow. But yeah. like, well, you didn't listen to my very first EP under a different name. If you heard Ooh, that, you might okay. be like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was there. Okay, okay, work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you said, which single does it start being a little more band-based? Was that... um? So, so With Little Love was the first time I put out a song where I wrote everything uh, on guitar first before okay. I recorded it. Okay. Um, and then... Um, I think the next era, I guess, quote-unquote, yeah. would be this better than you blues song and and going forward because that was the first time i wrote these songs acoustically okay brought them to a producer Uh and then from there we took like the seed of what it was and made it into you know a real big song sweet so everything else i'd like i would record while i wrote gotcha gotcha, kind of like figuring it out whereas this one it was like Let's see what we got as a seed and see uh-huh. what we can do with it yeah. uh, over the course of like five days. A little more purposeful, maybe, I guess. Yeah. And what are you looking to do going forward? Like maybe with the EP, is it all a little more, I would say like band, like better than you blues sounds like a band song to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is it a little more band based or no or acoustic or? Uh, well, yeah. So the new song, the new EP, right? The one that's going to come out at the end of September, mm-hmm. It's So You. That one, all of it feels like, oh, a band played this. Gotcha. Right. Sweet. And then the, the next DP also definitely feels like that. There's yeah. one of the three songs that really, my friend said this, and I'm like, dude, you knew what I was going for, was the, <laughs> um, the uh, Sound and Color by Alabama Shakes. Uh-huh. You know that song? I don't know if I've listened to it, but I've listened to the Shakes. I've yeah. listened to Shakes, of course. So that album's amazing. And the yeah. first song is called is Sound and Color. Uh-huh. And that one, it's like, there's a lot of space going on okay. and it kind of like it is a band but it feels very ethereal yeah so yeah. i really want to take that direction i Sweet. love boney Vare. yeah yeah and, me too. Um, me too. like radiohead stuff like uh-huh. that so i would uh-huh. love to go like spaces kind of i guess yeah sonic sonic uh sonic decoration right because <laughs> the other songs were always like the ones you mentioned earlier like yeah. always always those I guess I had a thing where I'm like, I got to fill every nook and cranny of this yeah. song to like get all these cool hooks and psychedelic sounds. Absolutely. Absolutely. I kind of want to like challenge myself to, yeah. you know, take away as much as possible. Yeah. It's interesting how that goes when you're, when you're young and making your first songs, like you think you have to have a lot of stuff on there, but then you're like listening to the, the iconic songs like, damn, there's nothing going on right now. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, it's like one thing, like your mind can only hear so much if that makes sense. Right. At once, you know. Exactly. That's interesting. I've been trying to do that, too. That's why I mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, that's have you, awesome. Have you ever heard of the Stews? You know um, I've seen you post about them. I've seen everybody in Athens posting about them. And fantastic. I need to check them out. You yeah. need to check them out. We played with them on Thursday, and that was the thing I noticed about them was, like, um, all of my songs, I'd probably, I'd say your songs, too, are pretty lyrically driven, if that makes sense, like, first chorus, first chorus kind oh, of yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
they have they have like full like six and a half minute songs that'll have like one verse and like it's still entertaining. I'm like, interesting. That's very very cool. Like no chorus almost, just like the builds of the musical parts of the song or the chorus. It's very cool. I'm I'm in, I'm just interesting. You should give them a listen. Yeah, to what I'm totally. Yeah. What's like a good entry point? I'd say them? nine five or um, make it out. It's like a softer one. Uh, or not softer one, but like a more catchy hook one, if that makes okay. sense. But nine five's like one that that one I'm thinking of that has pretty much two verses, no chorus, and the builds are like the the chorus is very cool. Very nice. Cool. Okay. But anyways, nine five. Not to get too sidetracked on that. Um, kind of tell me what, like, are you a what would you consider yourself first? Would be my next question. Like, a singer, songwriter, uh, guitarist, actor, podcaster, uh, any yeah. of those first. Mm. Like if you had to cut all of them off, which would you choose? Oh God, big That's question. Tough. Yeah. yeah, um, man. Like at the core, what are you? Ooh. Mm. Oh God, this is a therapy se- mm. session right here. Um, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I love songwriting. Uh-huh. I love taking a song from the beginning and like seeing it change over the course mm. of a you know, over the course of multiple recording sessions. Okay. That okay. to me is like the most exhilarating thing. Yeah. Um, I love acting, um, but it's not like, it doesn't provide me that same yeah. feeling. Immediacy, if that makes Part sense. Part of that is because you don't get to like pick the roles. If gotcha. you're lucky, you get picked to do something. Yeah, that and it's you like, like. Yeah, so it's a little different. Okay. Um, or at least that's been my experience. And then podcasting, I love to yeah. do like really because it's cool to like do something like this, get to yeah. get other people's perspectives on things. So man, that'd be really tough to answer. But I'd yeah. say the thing that gives me the most joy yeah. is songwriting and, Good and taking it from point A to point B. Do you consider yourself a producer at all in that end? Because I mean, you're talking about taking songs from point A to point B. Like, how interested are you in that kind of stuff, or does it not apply? Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like it does. When I started, I, I was doing everything. Like the first yeah. EP I did, um, that was under a different name. Uh-huh. That was I did everything, and you can tell because I hadn't done it before. <laughs> um, so I do like looking at songs and things from a production standpoint. Uh-huh. But what I loved about these new two EPs was I kind of got to be like the director of a movie where. I know what I want and I know yeah. where to, or hopefully, you know, have de- ideas where to take things. Okay. But I can't necessarily, or I don't necessarily have the, um, the chops musically to make all of these things happen, which is why it's, I like Call working with crew. people. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, you know, Patrick is like an engineer, so he knows mm-hmm. how to do all those things, set up the mic, mix, yeah. do yeah. all of that. Um, and not to mention play instruments, but uh, Clark as well. Clark okay. Sound, he um, he just has this, like, what's the word? Almost like a Dr. Jekyll <laughs> mind, musical mind, where it's just all these crazy ideas are coming out at once. Yeah. So I can have him in there to come up with these crazy ideas, and then I can pick uh-huh. and choose, like, oh, that's interesting, that's cool, let's use that. And it's more like, more like a director where I can just uh, use the resources in front of me Gotcha. As opposed to like be because I can't play like yeah. a virtuoso or anything like gotcha. that. So did you find that relieving? I guess to like, I guess to have the producer role taken off you. Like you say, you're directing. You're not. Uh, you're not filming. You know what I mean. You're not yeah. producing the film. If that right. Makes sense. Exactly. It's more. It's it is relieving. Part of me yeah. misses that. 
Yeah. Um, it is fun sometimes. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. really fun to like be like, oh, I'm going to play everything because yeah. let's see how it goes. But at the same time, it's like a little limiting because I'm only I'm only, I'm limited to my ability to play it. Exactly. Whereas yeah. if I hear somebody like Gideon Johnson lay down this really sick beat, I'm like, uh-huh. well, what am as I going to say does. no to that? Yeah, yeah, as he does. He always does. As he does. does from time to time. <laughs> yeah. And I can. he's so great at taking direction too. So that's like... That's really important. Yeah. That's interesting because, like, um, to a certain point, at least in my experience, like, uh, I like to do it all myself, too. Like, if you want something done right, do it yourself. So, like, here I am booking the band, managing the band, all that shit. And it's, like, to a certain point, it's, like, all right, somebody could probably do this stuff better. Yeah. Like, somebody can write a better drum beat than me. Like right. Gideon, you know what I mean? Or totally. a better bass line. Tommy could do that any day, you know? Yeah. And it's like, uh, you get to a certain point where it's like, all right, you appreciate that somebody can do something better than you, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like, let it, just let it go. If they come up with something, let it, let it go. Right. Yeah. And it, it frees up space in your mind to yeah. not have to worry about it. Yeah. Whereas you can yeah. just focus on the ideas yeah. that are coming. Exactly. Instead of having to execute them perfectly. Yeah, I agree, man. That's a good point. Good point. I never, I try to think about this kind of stuff, but uh, I really only think about it too hard on here. I need to, you know, just let it go more. Because, like, you get the song idea in your head, and you're like, all right, I know exactly how the fuck it should sound. Like, right. the drum should be just like this, and fat and huge. And then somebody plays something different, it's, like, you're immediately, like, like wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, you go wrong just because you already decided in your mind that it was like something, and, like, it doesn't have to be. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's why I've liked doing this thing now where I just write the song on a guitar and yeah. then bring it in mm-hmm. because if I do what I've been doing yeah. you know years ago where Flesh I would do it, it all in logic yeah. and like write the drum beats and whatever uh-huh. um if I was to take that and bring it in somewhere changing it is only going to be like so it it can't be that drastic gotcha. because I'm so locked into what I've already done. Yeah, like you kind of fall like demoitis or like falling yeah. in love with it. like uh, I think it was like a John Mayer quote he's like he had like the the guitar to gravity or one of those songs, and he was like, he's like, I didn't sing on it for days because I knew I'd fall in love with the first thing I sang, you know. So yeah. he's like, I thought about it for a while, and I exactly. was like, ooh, that's pretty deep. I like that, I like that. Yeah, it's tough yeah. once you get attached to it. Yeah, to let go. Exactly. Yeah, very interesting, man. I'm glad you've had similar experiences because I I'm working on that myself. Um, not not a commit. Like it's almost better to bring it in incomplete at this point to me at least. Yeah. You know, like let let them. Because when you bring it in with the drums or the bass or whatever on it, they automatically assume that you want that, and it like maybe like triggers their mind to not think of something new. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes Just sense. Bringing in like a nice blank space for yeah. people to yeah. to play around with to or paint a sandbox. You know? Yeah, man, I agree. I agree. That's good. Well, moving forward, what did you? Was there anything you kind of learned from these two records that was like, all right, the next one I'm not going to do that, or the next one I am going to do that? Yeah, that's funny. I asked my guests that question, so it's funny to get it, <laughs> get it from me. Great minds. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the thing I loved about the first one, uh, the It's So You, uh-huh. I mean, I loved recording to tape. I'd love to do oh, that yeah. again. I was it was like a big 24-track tape machine, or what um, were we looking at? I can't remember how many it was, but we really would only record one to two tracks at a time. Gotcha. Um, uh, well, for the drums, he probably had like four mics. Uh-huh. Um so there was never more than four inputs going into it. At the oh, gosh. Gotcha. Probably like a we weren't, Yeah, we weren't doing like a whole band. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was the whole reel-to-reel. But I think, I think one thing I learned uh, about what I like is it's really fun when you make it 
an event in a way. Okay. Like I went up to Philadelphia for five days to record this. Gotcha. With a guy I'd never met in person. That's wild. I like and, that. And um, yeah, so it was like this risk. And then yeah. I, you know, I got there and I'm like, what am I doing? Was this the right <laughs> move? You're questioning yourself. Uh-huh. Um, and then at the end, I was so pumped about it. And um, and coming to Athens too, like it was fun to make it an event. Like I'm, I'm going to Athens today to yeah. do this thing as opposed to what I've been doing before, you know, a couple of years ago, I was just in my room and yeah. at any point of the day or night, I could start the session Ooh, or end it as opposed to, all right, like we're in the studio. Yeah. It feels more like, like we have nothing else thing. to think about today. This is it. Yeah. And yeah. I think every time, every time I do something, I learn the lesson again of like, don't be afraid to be, uh, don't be afraid to like really say what you want because okay it's easy when you do have people who are like really good at what they do uh-huh. to just kind of say oh yeah that's cool and let them yeah. move on but at the same time it's really helpful to if you have the intuition of like no let's let's try this let's really, hash on it really go for it but at the yeah. same time don't be attached because interesting you might try it and maybe you realize oh this doesn't sound as good as I wanted to, mm-hmm. but you don't want to let the ego come in and be like, oh, gotcha. but it was my idea, so I just yeah, stick to it. Yeah, you know? like a, you want to be right about it almost sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, saying? exactly. Interesting. That's cool. I think to make it a, an event, that's something we shouldn't breeze over. That's pretty cool because, like, I think that's the problem. Like, when you have your own home studio almost or, like, you know, like an interface, you know what I'm right. saying? It's like you have all the time so there's no initiative to actually do it if that makes sense same kind of thing with bands like rent out a studio for a year they're right. going to use the whole year do you know what i mean like yeah. they they don't get in there and like actually get it done if that makes sense and making it an event is a really cool way to put it cuz like it is an event you know it should be cool it should be like oh we're going to the studio today i got not shit else to do today right. but make sure we get these songs you know yeah cuz you're like stoked about yeah. going yeah. and you like yeah. there's this energy to it uh-huh. whereas if there's a you know obviously it's nice <clears throat> to have access uh-huh. uh, to a studio at all times, Fantastic. but at the same time, it's like not you don't you kind of maybe lose a little bit of that. that I agree, special that sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm I'm almost scared to have a home studio completely. You know, because it would, I don't know. I just feel like it'd be too much access almost. Like you say, not an event. You know, you're just going into your back room to record. Um, exactly but i'm sure it has its perks as its perks tommy can tell yeah. us i'm sure it's, yeah yeah uh, tommy's probably tommy. like you guys are crazy like, you guys like, are idiots it's sweet man. <laughs> yeah it's great know? yeah because you but, don't have to pay for time you yeah just... that's a good point that's another thing i've struggled with it's like the time thing it's like all right should we it's like i want to go in there and get shit done like i, I want to have them ready when we get in there if that makes sense but also that leads to like the attachment that we're talking about. It's like when the song's done and it's road tested, we've been playing it, we'll get in there and I'm not going to change anything if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, I don't know, but everybody else in the band wants to experiment something. It's like, bro, we're fucking spending $50 an hour. What are you talking about experimenting? Like it should be experimented already. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't know. That's another thing I've been thinking about is like, is it worth it to get like a lot of days in the studio and like, if you waste the money, you waste the money, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of, now that you say that, that is something I'd like to do next yeah. time is... Get more days? Is maybe, well, maybe get more days, but um, maybe practice with a band first. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get these songs, like, how do you play these live? And then have that go in and record it like uh-huh. that. 
and then experiment from there. Yeah, like, it's interesting. Because everything I did was just one acoustic guitar and vocal. Gotcha. And then figuring it out from there. But it'd be kind of cool to like start from a band and then maybe reduce or figure out different ways to go about a certain way. I think that's a great way to do it, man. Um, that's what we've been trying to do is like road test it is what I call them. Like right. you go and play it and like sometimes things will become very apparent. Like if heads are bobbing at the start and then they like slowly like stop, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, this is too long or all right, this uh, this bridge is unnecessary. You know, like it just certain things become like, all right, this is not, yeah. you know what I mean? So like maybe it wouldn't hurt to... I mean, even just learn them with the band and try them at some shows. And like, if it slams, right. you're like, all right, that's it, you know? Or if it feels like towards the end, it's like, all right, this is dragging on, or oh, this, this is too slow, too fast, you know? Like, I think that's a good way to do it. Have there been any tunes of your own oh, where yeah. as soon as this show's over, you're like, yo, we got to change that one part? Almost every song we do, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, bro, like, no, it's like, uh, it's, it just, it makes it very apparent, you know? You could just watch, like, you got to watch the people while you're doing it, though, but like, uh, certain things will feel good or not good, you know? Right. That'd be something I'd try if I was you. Very cool. Yes. Now, then again, though, like, you're not necessarily a band entity, are you? No, you're very I much mean, solo, right? Yeah. So it, I do. I write everything by myself. Yeah. So kind of a different thing, I guess. Like, nobody's going to care, you know, like, crucify you if you're like, oh, it's not a band song, you know what I mean? So right. you can do what you want. It would be sick, though. Like, yeah, wouldn't it be? I look at Hefner, and I'm like, that's ah, cool that they all so get good, to, like... Man. Get together and write together. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're so fucking good, dude. It's unbelievable. They're amazing. Their new album, Perfect Heaven, I listened Fantastic, to all bro. the time. They yeah. messaged me the other day because we talked about They've been on the show, too. They were like, we want to come in and we want to listen to the album on the show and talk about each song. I was like, fucking come on, bro. That'd yeah, be sick, bro. Dude, that would be amazing. Yeah, I was messaging them because that record sounds so good. I was like, damn, dude, who produced that? I figured they'd said Tommy, but it was, um, I think he said Nate Nelson. You ever heard of oh, him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of Tweed, out of Tweed. So I'm kind of up in the air right now between using Tommy or Nate. I'm, t I'm talking to both of them. They're pretty cool guys. You know? Dude, yeah. I've not met Nate yet, I but I've heard amazing things. That's why I'm kind of biased towards Tommy because I know Tommy. I like Tommy. Right. And I yeah. like Tommy's stuff. Like all his solo records sound amazing. That's how I found about you. He told me really? about you. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Thank you, he Tommy. Was like, you know, there's another dude who plays music and also has a podcast. And I was like, <laughs> what? No way. He Took like, my idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, that's... Uh, it was it was like meant to be. It was like oh, and then I just realized that you actually did an interview with him. I did um, way back, man, way back. Yeah. I was listening to the Hefner one today, mm. and I found. And then before that, I listened to the Corduroy Blue classic that you yeah. just put out. Yeah, they're from Atlanta. Do you know them? You yeah, I met um, I Atticus. Met Atticus. Atticus, nice few guy. Weeks ago. Yeah. And then like a week after, y'all put that episode Word. out. I was Word. like, oh shit, nice. Yeah, those super cool guys. I was really impressed with their whole brand and everything. I know, and they're so uh, young. They are, man. They're they're talented guys, man. It makes me feel so old. Yeah, man. Me too, dude. Uh, fucking. What was I gonna say about that? I was gonna ask. What was I gonna ask? Fuck. Um. I was gonna ask about that. I was gonna segue that into the podcast. What I was gonna do. So tell me before we get too deep into this. Let's see how far we are. We're 37 minutes. We're doing great. Oh, doing perfect. Great. Tell me a little bit on the on that note podcast. Tell me about it. Yeah. How well, did that start? What was your ambition? That kind of stuff. It was over the pandemic. Nice. And nice. Um, I, it was a little more than two years now. It was, uh -huh. I think, August 15th-ish yeah. is like the yearly mark. And okay. um, so, I mean, really, I just started it because I was bored um and exactly what you mean uh, yeah right yeah. <laughs> i know exactly what you mean brother <laughs> i was like I, I had talked about it with a friend of mine uh -huh. um his name's ethan ardalan uh everybody check him out rest uh -huh. in peace he's like one of my closest friends and he was uh -huh. telling me 
that, well, we wanted to do an interview. I wanted okay. to do it kind of like this, but yeah. in like my backyard. Okay. And then the pandemic happened and we're like, mm. probably can't meet in person. <laughs> probably frowned um, upon. Yeah. So even then it was like a couple months later, I'm like, I still want to do that. Yeah. Um, so I did it over Zoom. Okay. And he just recorded his end. I recorded my end. Nice. Um, and then I was like, oh, that was not as hard to do logistically because I wasn't yeah. sure how that how would that would work. Okay. Um, and I wanted to like do it with him first so that if I messed it up, it was like no big deal because yeah. he's a close friend. Um, but it worked out. And then I ended up interviewing a couple other friends. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm going to do three a week, which was insane. That's a lot. It was insane. <laughs> but I, shit ton. I ended up doing two a week for like, almost a year. Yeah. And the reason why I was like, continued to do it was the fourth person i interviewed was this guy kid hastings who i was a genuine fan of who i didn't know him yeah and i just reached out to him on instagram and Uh he was like yeah let's do it i'm like oh wow that was easy like all i have to do is ask and people are probably down especially during the pandemic nobody's doing anything yeah so it's easy like pretty much all artists are dying for some press if that makes sense yeah Yeah. a good conversation you know right so i mean i did it for I did it like twice a week for almost a year. And Dang. then I'm like, this is unsustainable. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a too lot. much. Yeah. Um, so now it's it's once a week. And, yeah. um, but I, I what love episode it. are you on? 100? The one that just came out, uh, Boro, is 122. Whew, good for you, man. That's a lot. People don't Thank really you. understand. I mean, it's like anything, you know, you think that uh gigging is easy work you know or whatever it's like when you have to edit these things this is a shit ton of work you know yeah. what i'm talking about yeah do the editing and you run into every problem there oh, is for after sure, 122 episodes yeah latency losing audio losing video mm-hmm. losing everything you know there's one where uh i always have to make sure that my vocals aren't coming out of their speaker uh-huh. even if they had headphones Ooh, because then gotcha. like the lag of my voice yes. comes yeah. through and we'll it's pretty like, much ruin it literally impossible to edit yeah. It out. Like, I had an episode with Beskin. Um, it was a great one too. I wish I could have posted it. I used like a mixer for the first time, mm-hmm. and like I don't know why everything was coming through fine and the headphones and everything got to the end and like Drew's voice was like, dun, 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 dun. like oh, just no. so quiet. And I was like, damn, Drew was like the main talker in that whole episode, and then it ended up just like not working out with the show he needed to promote that kind of stuff. But like you know what I mean, like little totally. shit like that. And like, how long do you spend editing each episode? I know you've gotten better, but like maybe at the start. Oh. It depends because I used to, I used to be really picky about if there was a two second pause. I'm uh-huh. like, I gotta cut it. Ooh um, yeah. And I now, like, I really, I'm like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Like, people will get through it. I promise. Exactly. So little things like that, I don't really worry about as much anymore. Yeah. The last one I did was was Burrow, and that was a little more of a challenge because uh-huh. I had three different people in different places, Ooh, I bet. all with yeah. their own audio and like. For me, I live right next to the train track, so like, gotcha. for everyone, I have to like cut down the volume when they're not speaking, which is like, I bet for, that sucks, man. Yeah, Does I mean, it? It, it gets tedious, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, and one of them, uh, he uh, he had the, uh, you know, when your fire alarm beeps because it's out of battery. Yeah, yeah. It was going the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. way, bro. Yeah. Uh, sorry to sorry to you know bring that up. Uh, no, it's the stuff but... that the only only the host here yeah. is because yesterday um, I had David Barbie in here. Do you know David Barbie? Um, no, you were just I mentioned, me about, yeah, I mentioned him. I mentioned him. Anyways, he did a great episode with him yesterday. Like 25 minutes in, like I had this door open and I was like, damn, my fucking dryer is running and there's a coin in there like bouncing oh, around. No. I was like, oh my God, how did I not hear that until now? You know? Yeah, you just can't like 
that shit's gonna happen and yeah. there's nothing you can do about exactly, it. Exactly. You can yeah. do your best to edit it out. But yeah. do most of your guests use mics? Because I had some mic issues at the start. Not really. They just so use a computer. It depends. I always yeah. tell them, hey, like it to me, my philosophy of it is this is their interview. Yeah. And however prepared or ill prepared they want to be is uh-huh. up to them. So if they want to like I suggest, hey, if you have a microphone in DAW, yeah. like it's gonna be sound great. much better. Yeah. If you use that during the re- during the interview, you can also use voice memos uh-huh. on your iPhone. That's, That's huge. That sounds better. Yeah. Because it all sounds better than Zoom audio. Yeah. Zoom's got that lag. You know, Zoom's it has a the tough. lag, a and it also can be like the uh uh yeah like, like this, crunchy like, almost crunchy sound. Yeah. And yeah. if it happens if you have bad Wi-Fi and like you can't fix that. Uh-huh. So it's up to to me. It's up to the guest, but I tell them uh-huh. ahead of time like this is what if you want to make it sound the best, this is what you should do. And they pretty much all make it happen. Do it pretty good. They want to sound, you know, they yeah. want it to sound I've, professional. Have you had any trouble with the Zoom ones? I've only done maybe two Zoom ones. I've tried to avoid them just because uh, I have such a great studio. You can yeah, see this I mean. is yeah. awesome. Thank you, man. Um, but like, has it been like like they're a little more awkward? You know what I mean? Like you can't really get the flow of well, you can, but it's like this is easier to flow. You get totally. what I mean? Well, up until recently, like uh-huh. when I did uh, Sweaty Palms podcast, shout yeah, out to shout Zoe. out Sweaty Palms. She's the other. See, this is the trifecta. She yeah, I guess here. so. It's the whole trinity of uh, <laughs> Athens artist interview podcast. <laughs> I love it. Um, but between her and doing this right now, this is like the only in-person interviews I've ever done. They've okay. all been on Zoom. Interesting. So I'm so used to that now uh-huh. that they don't feel awkward to me. Like, Interesting. Okay. Um, obviously, some people are a little more awkward on yeah. on the zoom and like you just have to work with that ride with it um, yeah because like what are you gonna do you can't you can't like unawkward something <laughs> yeah and usually they open up after yeah. like five ten minutes uh-huh. um because you know people some people are just awkward in general and some yeah. people are more awkward when they're talking about themselves gotcha it's like it yeah. is a weird thing it's you get some guests in who don't really want to talk very much sometimes or like right. usually when you get a band is what i've experienced like one of them won't want to say much and it's like that's like the worst thing you could do on a podcast is not talk you know what i mean right or like hide you know like yeah you yeah know, you like, just yeah. say like three word answers that like, i had one like that recently yeah. and like you just got to be, you just got to take the reins a little bit yeah. and say like, all right, well, this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And like some people, you don't have to at all. You'll say three words and then they go on for five minutes. Forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, cool. I love that. Yeah, man. I'm glad you've had some similar experiences. I, I respect uh, the podcast game and 120 is a fucking accomplishment, man. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. I'd I'm, say that like 99.99% of podcasts don't make it to a hundred episodes. So. Yeah. Well, Good my dad, when I started this, he was like, I was reading that the average podcast uh, and like out of all of them, they usually uh-huh. only do like seven episodes. So yeah. it's like, well, I got to make it to seven. At let's least. go to eight. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do eight. And now, you know, 122 later, I'm like, all right, this Good is nice. for you, man. Have you done any ads on yours? Do any ads? Uh, stuff? I had a, I had a sponsor recently, yeah. but they had to back out just because it wasn't like doing the numbers they were hoping. Yeah, but if yeah. anybody around here wants to, uh, I'll put you in touch. You got some sponsors. I've got some sponsors. I need to thank him right now. We're 45 minutes in. I need to thank him if that's cool. Give him the shout out. Shout out to my show sponsor for today. Today, the only show sponsor is Clark's Collective, a wonderful bar downtown Athens. You've been there yet? Not They're having some great shows. I got Wim Tapley tonight. They had like, Drew Young Thomas canceled on Wednesday. Had something come up, but they re- literally rebranded themselves from like just a bar into like a music bar, and they're killing it, man. They're great. They're wonderful. They've been with the show since uh, a few months ago. I love those guys. They gave us a tab after our Georgia Theater show. They're nice. one. They're wonderful. 
But anyways, thank you, Clark's Collective. Appreciate you very much. Continuing on, uh, what is your goal kind of for the podcast? Like when you started it, what was the plan? Or even what's the plan now? You know what I mean? Like just keep knocking artists out or yeah, do I bigger mean, artists, like keep going. What's, what's the plan? Yeah, you know, I think right now, I mean, sponsors would be great just uh-huh. to like add some extra income. Sustainability. You know? um, and what's good about now being in Athens is like reaching out to Athens-based uh potential sponsors i feel mm. like would make more sense just because i want to do more in-person interviews with people uh-huh. from athens which means more people from athens will listen to those so they actually exactly. know these places yeah. um so that would be ideal like for a short-term goal yeah you know no, that's a great goal it's um it's smart too yeah i mean the ideal like the biggest possible reach for me would be like to, to be something like zane low yeah, I love I Zane, dude. dude. Zane's he fantastic. Is, uh, yeah, he's just very well spoken. Very, very somewhere great between vibe. like Zane Lowe and Rick Rubin would be sick, <laughs> sick dude. His podcast is fantastic. Great. Podcast, yeah. dude, fantastic. He kid. just asks really cool, yeah. interesting questions. He's a little more deep, so I get what you mean by like the mix between the two. Because Zane's questions could be deep, but like still pretty surface level. Yeah, but, like he has a so great voice. Somewhere in thing. between. Cause yeah, I don't think. Like Zane's great because he is just a. I think he's a good interviewer, but yeah. he, I don't know how much he talks about like the specifics of like the creative process. Gotcha. Whereas that's like Rick Rubin's whole sauce. Main thing. Yeah, yeah. A uh, mix between the two. That's a really good way to put it, man. Those are probably two of the best music. I mean, probably the two best music yeah. interviewers. You know, that's there's great. also a guy my buddy Ash turned me on to called uh, Tape Notes. Tape. I've heard of Tape Notes. Yeah, tape I notes follow. Is cool. Because they'll do, like, in the bio of whatever they've done, it'll be, like, all the gear used by the artists. You know what I mean? Like, it'll oh, be, like, yeah. like, they interviewed the chain smokers. It'll be, like, here are the plugins they use for this. And, Whoa. like, it's pretty cool. Pretty I didn't cool. know that. Uh, you should follow them on Spotify. Um, Let me show you what I'm talking about right quick, if you don't mind. Yeah. Take Notes is a cool podcast. A bigger one everybody should I listened out. to one with uh, the 1975. Oh, I bet that was great, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm just getting into them really deep. I like their new music. Dude, they're, um, they're awesome. They're fantastic, dude. Look at this. Okay. So okay. yada, 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 intro music, link to everything. And they don't have their gear mentions. Whoa. That's what they call it. They have like everything that they use in there. It's pretty cool. Dude, yeah. that's so, uh, that's so handy. Yeah, dude. Nifty. And they don't have cool. to do that. They don't, man. And it's got like all these big artists on here. I'll have to listen to 1975. I bet that one is g- g- great. It's cool, yeah, because they take, um, they'll like take demos of the songs yeah. and like go through the tracks, like the individual tracks and talk yeah. about why they liked that or why they're pushing for this you know yeah. what i mean they'll show like the finished verse version versus the demo uh-huh. um which is just i think that shit's really interesting i think so too man um what do you do with the videos on your podcast do you just put them on youtube or yeah you film all them of them YouTube. yeah because it's all on zoom so yeah. all i have to do is record the you're doing video. it anyways yeah right i think the video element is super important man what have you thought yeah. so far about um, like the listeners on your video versus I, the listeners well now? okay i think more people certainly listen to it uh-huh. um same I love watching them, yeah. um, depending on who it is. Uh, yeah. I think it's really cool to like watch the body language and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, the thing is, I have never my first setup ever. I thought was the best visually because I would sit like right in the middle, uh-huh. and then on either side of me uh, there was a shelf that I could put uh, vinyl albums. Ooh, that's behind cool. Me. I like that. So like depending that. on the artist, I would like guess what I thought they might like. Yeah. So I put both of them up. Talking there. point. Yeah. yeah, and then sometimes yeah. they'd bring it up, and then we'd start uh-huh. talking about it. Um, yeah. That was that. my favorite, but my last two setups haven't really been 
like one was just a backdrop and that's not as interesting uh-huh. um, and then depending on what the other person because it's zoom their backdrop might not be anything interesting or sometimes they're gotcha. in the middle of their studio and they like yeah. make it look cool looks great which is always really fun to, to interesting. see i've thought about this setup a lot too because like honestly this setup here is, is not the best because like i'm facing you but you have to face that way like i should be facing no, this no, no. way i that feel like sense? a lot of talk shit right now <laughs> oh that's you know? good that's, that's kind of how it should feel i guess yeah. right like i don't mind this it. is what i want like this i'm going sweet. for this sweet man i'm glad to hear that i think you're doing a good job man i'm not gonna lie i haven't I haven't, I haven't. I looked at the list and I didn't know many of the artists you did. Where are they? Mostly Atlanta? No. Well, because it's Zoom, they're all over the world. Like okay. that's what that makes sense. That's what I love about yeah. Zoom is that. I mean, I've interviewed a girl from uh, Sweden, Norway. I <laughs> wow. forgot. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's been people from England. There's been mm-hmm. people from New York, Nashville. That's awesome. Atlanta. See, I, I didn't know many of the names, and I was like. I was like, I don't know where yeah. the... Because like a very strong part of this podcast is that it's the Athens Music Podcast. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's been pretty much nobody from anywhere other than unless they were in town playing, if that makes sense. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, Which is great because thank you, you. Like, you have like a stronghold on the Athens community. For sure. For sure. Know? Well, it's interesting though because like a, to a certain point, I'm 100 episodes in, I'm running out of bands and stuff, if that makes sense. Like right. there's, there's plenty of artists here, but... As I'm sure you are the same way, it's like if somebody's not putting out music, somebody's not playing gigs, like I would love to have you and all, but like what are we going to talk about to a certain extent? You know, like I've asked to like, so like when did you start playing music? You know, like when did you guys become a band kind of stuff? And I'm kind of over the um, having bands that have played three shows on. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm kind of expired on that. Well, you're having one that's only played one Ah, right now. (laughs) But you got stuff going on. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's completely yeah. difference between being a band and not playing any shows and you being an actor, podcaster, musician with tunes coming out, two EPs on the right. rack, you know what I mean? Um, no, I appreciate you having me on. No, nah, dude, it was no problem. It's just, uh, I just wondered how you'd felt. There, has there been any like style of guests where you're like, all right, I'm kind of over this, if that makes sense? Um, Maybe not? Maybe I'm being selfish? Stop. No, 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 no. I know what you mean. Um, I used to be more like in the beginning... Anybody who emailed me or hit me up, I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. they want to come on the show. Yeah, so I'd sold. have them on. Yeah, but me now too. it's like I get some of those emails. I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. And, like, this like this tune's not very good. And, yeah. like, I don't want to just have somebody on. That's how I feel. It's weird, though, yeah. isn't it? Because it's like you should just, like, be happy that they want to be on. But then, like, they hit you up in a very, like, we need press sort of way. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weird to get, like the something from a manager who's never talked to you and it's that. and it's like clearly sent to everyone yes you it's know? like they're trying to do their press round right, right now for their single do you yeah get what I'm and part of me is like grateful that i'm even considered somebody yeah. that they would want to like reach absolutely. out to absolutely um but it does feel a little less personal uh-huh. but you know I get, I get exactly what you mean, man. I almost let, like, uh, I hate to say ego get in the way from me, but it was like there was a little period in the past couple months where, like, any person that reached out was almost like a knee jerk, like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, they just need something. You know, like, I had all the, all the, uh, and like the, I don't know how to describe it. It sounds like I'm being a jerk, but like, I had all everything to give and they had everything to gain with, like, totally, with nothing to offer. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, like when you do them, the thing that's most annoying to me is when I do them and like do all the work and then they don't share it to their story or Dude, something. Oh my I'm God. like, all right, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just about to say, yeah. that reminded me of, so because I can do it on Zoom, like 
I can reach out to really anyone. Yeah. So there have been times where I reach out to somebody that's a little bit like I would think is harder to get, at okay. least for me. Okay. And then they surprise me and then they're like, yeah, I'll come on the show. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like personally fulfilled, but then my ego like hurts when they don't even like <laughs> the Instagram post. They don't even the worst, share bro. it once. Yes. I'm like, dude, what? And then I have people on who are smaller and like, you know, the average person would just have yeah. no idea who they are. And they're going hard. Yeah. Like they usually sure gas people, it. Yeah, because yeah. they yeah. want people to see it. And like, exactly. I love that more. That makes me feel better to know that that person's stoked on it uh-huh. as opposed to the person who thinks like I did that guy a favor by coming yeah. on the show. Oh you know? my God, dude. And, and even worse to me is when they like the post and don't share it. It's like, bro, I yeah. put hours into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, no I spent so much time on that. The <laughs> thumbnail, the clips, everything. And you're not even going to share it. But Dude, then again, you know, that might be ego as well. Just it prob- yeah, it probably it might is, be, but... you know, thinking they owe us something, but they don't. Yeah. Uh I just I don't have many many podcast friends talk about Swift, so I'm glad you felt something similar, you know, totally. even though it's not that great of a feeling. Um, but, but it is relatable. It is relatable. You get what I'm saying? I, yeah. I respect that, dude. Well, um I did have a couple I know we probably need to wrap it up. Dude, no, 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 no. You got time. You got time. Okay. Go ahead. I just had a go couple ahead. questions for you. Oh shit. Uh, for Send a guy, it, brother. Here. Send it. You're your tour schedule is pretty crazy. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. So Appreciate I'm just that. wondering what your experience has been on tour on now, tour. but in uh-huh. general, what what have you learned from touring so much? And like, uh-huh. what as somebody who has played very few shows, yeah, what, what advice would you give somebody like me? Okay, that's a great question. Are you interested in touring? Like, would, I would you like certainly to? like to play One more day? shows around here? Yeah. yeah. Um, touring is probably my, my main area of expertise, if that makes sense. Like I probably booked, yeah. uh, 150 ish shows for us. Um, this tour has been very interesting for us cause, uh, it's been a blast so far, but very different than our second tour, which was last semester in the way of like, uh, we're, we're, we're on a third tour now and right. very like SEC, like tri-state tours, you know, like the highest we go is Virginia farthest left we've been is Mississippi, which is a pretty good little yeah. you know, stretch. But um, we're to the point where it's like, all right, we can't keep touring like this, you know. Like we've gotta, we've gotta make a change into touring better, you know. Like we're making more money than we've ever made, but we're not playing the most beneficial shows to our music. Do you get what I'm saying? Sure. So my advice to somebody like you that wants to start touring is start fucking playing anywhere in the state that'll book you. Would be my first, you know. You got Atlanta contacts. That means you can right. do Smith's Old Bar. You can do five two nine. You can do Athens. I mean, pretty much Athens fans when they're starting out, they do Athens once every two weeks, you know. Right. Um, just start playing and it'll start like if you can play with other bands, that's huge because they'll get you on other shows if they like you, of course, you know. Um, I, it's it's like basic, like that's basic ask advice, but start playing. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? That's what I try to tell people because if you're making music and not touring, you're kind of like you know, well, unless you're like really into like the building an online buzz, which it seems like you're pretty good at, um, you're kind of just like waiting for it to happen. You know what I mean? And I can't imagine that it will unless you're just like, like a very, very lucky individual, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Cause like you're still just putting music out to people that know you. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. So that's the thing that I've tried to figure out. And yeah. I've now kind of been learning is I, because I didn't play a lot of shows, uh-huh. I wasn't meeting people like they weren't seeing me gotcha. and like being like oh this is cool let me listen to him later yeah yeah i was promoting everything to people that already knew me exactly yeah and that you kind of hit a ceiling and then i did this one show with ash uh the week before 
um, the Flickr show, and uh-huh. it, he he put it on uh, just at a, like an event space, and uh-huh. it was something really chill but really fun. There was only like thirty people there total, That's sick. That's um, sick. but it was very intimate, and like all of a sudden, like you know, fifteen people followed me. Like yeah. I saw like a small small spike in streams, but I'm like that wouldn't have happened without if it. I didn't play this show, and I'm like yeah. if you multiply that by like you know. 50 in yeah. a year yeah in different like, cities you know exactly get in front of some big crowds here small crowd there an engaged crowd you know i had some buddies in a, in a really great band in town um uh the angelics you ever heard of them? uh i haven't no they're they're a newer band there my drummer plays in this band as well they're they're i'm excited about them because they have good tunes but he was talking about or they mentioned that they would rather like craft up a lot of originals to uh like get an online buzz about or maybe this was somebody else i'm thinking of but anyways they were saying that they were going to craft a bunch of originals to put out before they started touring if that makes sense and i get that but it's like at the same time who are you putting them out to do you get what i mean like right if you've only got fans in athens the 200 people that have seen you play twice it's like all right who are you putting it out to you know and that being said i don't have a ton of monthly listeners or anything like i don't kill on spotify and we tour but like we have fans in those little cities, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know what a, I mean. It's a bit of a catch twenty two. Where if you play all these shows and you don't have anything out, yes, nobody can go and also, listen to it. Good point. But good if you point. have a bunch of tunes that are on Spotify, uh-huh. they don't play anywhere. Yes, it's not gonna. You're not gonna get any new fans. Exactly. Probably. And we've been trying to like. It's a good question from you on the touring thing because we've been trying to tour smarter. We uh took a weird approach of like we do a lot of cover gigs to like fund the touring if that makes sense like we're extremely right. profitable with that it's extremely is a stretch but uh <laughs> profitable profitable is a w yeah and like at the same time like that lead that led to us having fans of our live show that didn't care about our music do you know what i mean because mm. like they're like oh these guys are sick they can play mr Brightside. you know what i mean it's right. like so we had a lot of fans like that and when we put music out it didn't stream that well but like out of out of those big crowd we were making some real fans you know what i mean so yeah. I don't know. If my advice to you would just be play little shows. Like, don't be afraid to play to 30 people. Like, don't even worry about the big numbers because I played to the big numbers and I mean like 700, you know, that's not that crazy. Um, And like 700 people unengaged is not as beneficial Ah. as 30 people at Flickr engaged. You get what I mean? Wow, that's a great quote right there. Yeah, should mic drop that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to clip that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, clip that. That's great. Uh (laughs) You know what I mean though? Because like, 30 people who are like fucking with you, like there's nothing else going on in that room, but everybody in there listening to you thinking, damn, these are cool songs. I'm going to check them out after. Is way better than 700 people who are just hammered, like after a football just game, just laughing. Like, yeah, they're with just each like, other sick, and not dude. listening. Like holding their beer cans up, like, yo, this is wicked, man. You yeah. know, sex on fire, bro. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. and don't get me wrong, we build a lot of our fan base like that. I love playing football stuff, big crowd stuff like right. that. Um, it's just that's a recent realization of mine. Is yeah, thirty people in Flickr is better than seven hundred unengaged, man. That's a good point. It's a good point. But um, I mean, you know, still you you might get a bunch of fans from those. That's true. Seven hundred. We have, we have, we have. Yeah. We, I mean, like after some seven hundred shows, you got fifty new followers. It's like, all right, we made some fans, you know. Yeah, totally. They, they fuck with us enough to follow. That's a W, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting, man. Touring is like. It'll, it'll leave you disillusioned if you do it wrong. You know what right. I mean? Because yeah. at the same time, you could drive all the way to Oxford, Mississippi and play for 30 people. And it's like, damn, that sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like we could have played at home to 75 and done better than that, you know? 
but like if you never go out there and get on it you know you'll just never never right know. yeah, yeah. So it's interesting one day hopefully i'll do like a, an actual tour right now i'm just trying to book things around it's not that hard town. man like it's really like you can book you can book athens atlanta augusta savannah and call it a tour if you'd like you know a lot of people do the four-day run kind of thing and it, it wouldn't be hard right. for you to team up with two bands and make that happen you know what I mean? yeah so totally. just kind of hone your craft a little bit play in athens as much as you can uh, take any gigs you can get and fire away. Yeah. That'd be my advice. I don't know anything. No, but. that's great advice. Thank you for, <laughs> for imparting the wisdom. Thank you, man. Thank you for a good question. Did you yeah. have any others? Well, uh, I, got, I got some more stuff for you in a minute. Oh, yeah. You I don't just, have to leave I, quite yet, do you? What time do you need to leave? No, I mean, 2.15-ish. Oh, we got time. We got All time. right, cool. Yeah. Um, I have a couple questions I always ask my guests on the show for oh, the last I want to hear five, so I just wanted to give a couple just to get yeah, your, I'll answer them briefly. response. Um, one is, uh, what are you listening to right now? Ooh, right now I've been listening to a lot of The Stews, okay. which is the band played on right. Thursday from, out of Auburn. Wonderful band. Y'all check them out. I've listened to Catfish and the Bottleman. You ever heard of them? Yeah. I've never They're really, really cool. Is that really cool. all their albums are black with yes. like a white drawing? Yes, yeah. which I think is kind of cool, but like... Uh, you could do a different one eventually. Like there are four <laughs> yeah, at albums. At some point, break the cycle. Yeah, they they actually just broke up, so no more oh. albums from them. But they're like a very like um, British rock kind of thing. Uh, this modern, and I, I'm just like very little going on, but still sounds great. I'm very interested in them, and also Hefner, dude. We listen yeah, to a lot of Hefner, dude. Out. That new album's really good. I listen to it all the time. It's great. It's dude, great. What's your favorite track? It's hard to pick. It's hard to pick. I don't, I don't even know all the names because I just shuffle it. I like the one where, I mean, I think it was the single where it's like, I took my car 195 yeah, just questions. to be by my fucking self. I love dude, that yeah, one, dude. The music video is I haven't seen it. I haven't seen and it. They they recorded most of it at my house. Really? At, at, at Tommy's? Tommy's? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I thought there's a thing about Hefner that would be exempt from my whole theory. I just threw it down. I don't think they've toured at all, really. I think they've mm. done like Savannah and Columbia, maybe, and like just acting shows, and they have a ton of listeners. Yeah, like they have a, they're doing a great job, you know. So yeah, they got I don't the know. secret sauce, but they've got the brand down. They, I think they're all a little older, if I'm not mistaken. They're all mm -hmm. like 27, 29 ish, like yeah. and like they've been in some big bands, if I'm not uh, not mistaken. They kind of found a way to like build this brand around a new exciting band, and then. Drop, have an have an audience for it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I saw them at Trash Fest, and they, oh, I bet that they was great. Rocked. Last week or two weeks ago? I think that was. It might have been three weeks ago. Yeah. Who you been listening to? Uh, so let me pull up the Spotify. Tell me, man. Tell me. Well, we we had a brief conversation about the new Arctic Monkeys single with me and you. I think right. I we fucking about? love it. Dude. Yeah, it's amazing, dude. It's great. It's That's like been uh, on repeat. that was us. We DM'd about it. We yeah, DM'd yeah, about yeah. it. Um. It's like it's like space, uh, the Tranquility album, but like not but weird. better. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I like the Tranquility stuff, like, yeah. but it's like that, but with pop potential. You exactly. Know what I mean? It's like Very they cool. took they took that. They heard the com like because some people didn't really like it at all. Oh, a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah. But I was so glad that they just took it and like polished it a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, they like. Like it's just it just sounds like it's got potential, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this album could be incredible, you know. And the music video is great. But I also respect the uh, hotel album just because like they picked a concept and they ran with it. That's you know true. what I mean? Like they they finished it and like it's all on brand. I like that. Yeah, they really it. went for yeah. it. Yeah. So so that one I've been listening to uh, DJO. DJ, you know, I don't listen to him, no. Do you know Stranger Things? Yeah, I love Stranger Things. So Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Yeah, the Steve. Yeah. Right? So he has a group called yeah. DJO. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Don't they have like very psychedelic like Yeah, this is the guy. 
Interesting. So he's in that group? Um, yeah. I mean, it's mainly him. Yeah. Like, I, I think the band is just like his backing band. Okay. Um, and I don't know if it's DJO or, or Joe. Because I've heard, <laughs> I've heard both. Heard both. Okay. Um, but he, he put out three songs that are coming out or that are out. Yeah. Uh, singles for a new album. And those Sick. three are insane. Like, really? definitely highly recommend those. We'll check that out. DJO. Um, Alex G just put out a new song today, mm-hmm. which is great. I saw him here. Um, what venue? Live. Uh, what was it? George Theater? 40 Watt. 40 Watt. Word. Yeah. Word. And he's coming again to Atlanta, but it's sold out, which I'm, oh, I'm bummed man. about. Man, man. Yeah. And then uh, Steve Lacey's Gemini Rights album. Steve Lacey. I don't awesome. think I've ever listened to him. Dude, he's very, um, very funky, groovy. Um, you might know a song or two that he's like put out in the uh-huh. past, but um, yeah, that one's great. The album cover's really cool. Sweet. I'll leave it at that. I those, like it. Those are what I'm listening. I'll to check now. it out, man. Yeah. I'll check it out. Interesting. I wanted to ask you. What did I, I wanted to ask you? Like, what is your? Where are you hoping to be in the next year or two with your music? This is a question I like to ask in a lot of episodes. Like, where are you trying to get into? Like, uh, you know, one to three year range. Like, what is the goal for this upcoming? Like, what are you? What are you trying to do here? I'd love to be playing more shows. Okay. Like a tour would be great. Yeah. A small one, at uh-huh. least like if we're talking year, because it's hard to think about three years. Yeah. Down that's the a road. big grasp, big grasp. But one year down the road, it would be amazing to be playing shows, mm-hmm. have like a, you know, a solid fan base here in Athens so uh-huh. that I could play places like the George Theater rooftop, yeah. the uh, 40 watt. Yeah. Um, Drew was saying, um, uh, that you know, because he does what's it called, Athfest. Yeah, so that would be really sick. It's a great opportunity next year. Yeah. yeah, to me, that was kind of the goal to like establish myself enough over the next year uh-huh. so that I can play Athfest. Sweet, and it wouldn't be like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, you know what dude, I mean? I'm sure you could do that this summer. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, just like Flickr's a great start. Um, any any kind of, I don't, it can't. How long can you play? Um, so right now I have. Nine originals Nine that originals? are in the set. Yeah, I mean, and, you're on um, par to do 40 watt this semester if you want to. I'm sure you yeah, can Yeah, that, that would be yeah. sick. Um, I wanted to do a cover of Pump It Up by Elvis Costello <laughs> yeah. to end the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, but we, I was like, we need to get everything else tight before I feel that. we I feel can that. learn a whole new cover. Gotcha, you know? so gotcha. Maybe next time. Yeah, for sure, goal. man. Well, yeah, dude, I think you're well on your way. I think Flickr shows are a great start. I mean, you played with two, two of the better bands in town, I think, like Ant Moth and Jacob Mallow seem to be killing it. Yeah. You know? Jacob's a great songwriter, dude. Dude, he's, he's awesome. He's fantastic. Yeah, and he played solo, so it was really cool. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Just like, piano? He had like a, yeah, piano. Um, He did some guitar, uh-huh. loop pedal stuff. Interesting. And he, yeah, his voice is awesome. Yeah, he's talented. I hear good things about Ant Moth, too. I haven't seen him yet, but my buddy Vic plays drums in that band, so that's cool. Yeah, they were uh, killer. They yeah, were they're like, heavy, right? They were heavy. Yeah, oh, I love that. It was love cool because Jacob Ballas, you know, more softer, yeah. like indie, and then Aunt Moth comes in and they're like, so you know, tearing the down. house down, yeah. and then I come in with like more of a like a rockabilly Americana. So Sick. it was like kind of all over the place. That's a very flicker bill. You know yeah. what I mean? Like flicker, they don't give a fuck what genre you are. Just come play, which yeah. I love. Which like, yeah. Oh, that's interesting, man. So one one year touring, playing Athfest, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would love to maybe have so another ep or like a maybe a full album Uh after the second ep comes out 
Be sick. It would be great to do with Tommy, especially because yeah. he's just my roommate. You just yeah. walk over. I'm headed in the studio. Yeah, walk next door <laughs> and go go chill with him. Uh, he's just uh, he's very very talented. It would be cool he to is. do something with his him. His sonics are fantastic. Dude. Yeah, so good, so good. Uh, you have a favorite Tommy Trout one song? Well kept, dude. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, top three are gonna be here we go. Ed Corvette. Nice. Uh, I don't know if it's my. I go back and forth between that being my favorite and um, punches being Ooh, my I favorite. Oh, I like punches. Yeah, punches is epic. Yeah, and that's then, a slept on one a little bit. Yeah, a little deep cut. I love Oh Sharice. Oh Sharice is well. a great song. That song's so damn catchy, bro. The guitars and the guitars. Yeah, the guitars sound crazy good, clean. It sounds great live. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to see him on the rooftop, but I was fucking running sound, man. Did you go to their rooftop show? Yeah. Yeah, was it good? Yeah, yeah, they killed it. I believe it. They always sound good. I think. I think my top three, damn, that's tough. I'd probably go Hammerhead Corvette number one because mm-hmm. that song's just cool. Like the whole vibe, the whole like trash can snare thing they got yeah. going on sample. Um, I'd probably put Osheris number two, Good Thoughts three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like Good Thoughts because that was the first one he put out. And I was oh, like, this yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gone like the deep dive into his. I listened to his first album once, yeah. but I listened to The Inquired so many times see i'm the other way around i think i was deeper on the first album and then i I lost uh i lost touch with him kind of and uh wasn't listening very much or like i just lost fell out of the sphere i'm ready for some new elijah music is elijah put music out yeah uh well i don't know actually if he has new tunes coming out i know he's playing a show tonight where at um the uh georgia theater rooftop at like 11 it's like 11 p.m it's weird it's free Oh, so somebody's playing I, downstairs. Um, I guess that's how they do it. They somebody plays downstairs and then the rooftop okay. house start after. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's a good gig. It must be somebody good. It's probably like perpetual groove or something. Yeah, um, I have no idea. I wish I could go. I'm at Georgia Tech SAE tonight. Um, oh, but, sick! That'll be cool. Yeah, it will be cool. I'm excited to get back up there. Um, I like all those guys. Elijah's the great Athens songwriter of our Dude, generation. He's awesome, fantastic. Yeah, I love uh, Horse Girl. I know yeah, that's a good one. Maybe that's like a basic. Pick, no, that's a good dude, answer. That's a good answer. Dude, Horse Girl's great. Uh, greatest Hits. Yeah, Molly Greatest Haskell. Hits, fantastic. Yeah, those I like uh, the old. I like um, fucking. Don't come around looking for me. I think that's the name. Is that the name of it? Yeah, I, don't, I always get that one mixed up because it makes me think of that Tom Petty song, uh, "Don't Come Around Here No More." Oh yeah. But uh, I've been riding with Elijah for a while, man. He's got some fucking banging tunes. Yeah. Bro. Banging I'm also tunes, a big man. fan of uh, Zach Crook. He's my other roommate. See, Zach's one I never really listened to. I need to get Zach on here. He Definitely. seems like a cool guy. I met him in the studio cool. one time, but uh, I've never really. Uh, I listened to his EP where it's like a SUV on the front or something. Um, but, um, there's one of him. Oh, well, this is album, June Kicks My Ass. It's like him in front of a, a giant, like, yeah. green, leafy wall. He's always got the funny kind of thing going on. Dude, like, yeah. Yeah, like he's, a little he's lighthearted. Yeah, he's from Florida, I think. Cool guy. Yeah, he is. I think Jacksonville. Yeah, who else in Athens you been listening to? Anybody? Um, who? Let me think. Oh, dude, well, got to give it up to Drew Beskin, of course. The man, his new dude. His new tunes are great. I haven't checked him out, dude. I love Drew. I need oh to I need to listen to him for our podcast next They're week. They're my favorite. What is um, it? Uh, something Plum spoilers. Blues? Yeah, Pair of Plum Blues. Uh-huh. Uh, spoilers, spoilers is my is great. favorite. I listen to it almost every day. He sent me Spoilers on the SoundCloud link like months ago. Oh, funny. Yeah, and I was listening to it. I was like, yo, Spoilers is, is my yeah, favorite one. Yeah, that one rocks. Yeah. And then, uh, oh my God. Oh, so got to give a shout out to the Echo Locations. I haven't listened to them. They're not technically an Athens band. Uh-huh. They all live a little bit more north. Okay. But they so two of them, Wes and uh Wes and Harrison, they played in my band okay. at Flickr. Oh word. And uh Gavin is the drummer. So they're a trio and they play like really 
surf rock like 50s you know think like pulp fiction kind of sick that's the that's the vibe um and they're they're great they're playing at september days oh dude september day is gonna be great yes great line are you gonna go i am gonna well what day is it 17th i think either 17th and 18th or 16th and 17th we're probably on the road i'm not gonna lie but but i would like to come i want to see the hotel fiction they're dropping some new tunes they're excited about that they they were like i think they were episode like 27 on here and they're the episode i always talk about because they were one where we got at the end and my pro tools crashed and i lost all their audio oh no so if you listen to it it's just the camera audio and it's not terrible but like still i was like oh that was that would have been a good one to get yeah i need to get them back on here yeah you know how it is you know how it is um but yeah september day's lineup's really good um Mm -hmm. who else was i excited about tommy's on there i think wimps happily's really good you ever listen to wim no i feel like you would like wim wim's cool cool guy he's he's making like i've heard the name kind of americana i don't know how i'd describe it to me it makes me think of like um fucking like british music almost uh i don't know how to describe it it's like jonas brothersy mixed with like uh it's just, i don't know dude i fuck that was a terrible description of his music you ever hey, listen to brother slap you ever, I mean, yeah you ever listen to sam fender no that's who he reminds me of like okay. a soft athens sam fender and, and sam fender's like this british guy who like makes these sick uh sing-along rock songs pretty cool okay yeah so you should listen to Wim. you like him Wim happily Wim tapley 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 t-a-p yeah you were close T-A-P-E-L-Y. Okay. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely check them out. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that, you know, just rocks here. There's so many. I don't know, man. There's a lot, but there's not a lot of bands here that tour, honestly. I wish more bands would tour here because um, I was talking about this with Dave Barbie yesterday. Like, it's, I mean, kind of like we talked about earlier, it's like, to a certain extent, if you're playing Athens once a month, it's like, are you really, like, going for it? Do you know what I mean? Right. And, like... I get it, and it's working out. Like, Hefner would be a good example of it working out. Um, but, like, a lot of them just, like, come on the show and they're, like, playing Athens once every two weeks and are, like, asking me what, what they should be doing. It's like, bro, go play in South Carolina. Go yeah. play Alabama. Go play Virginia. You know what I mean? Like, go right. go play. Take these tunes somewhere. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, what I'm worried about is when I if I want to do that yeah. is getting everybody on the same page, you know, the band members, because everybody has so difficult. many different schedules. That's true, man. It's not easy, man. It's not easy. You got to have three or four guys that are really committed to what's going on. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I mean, I will say, I mean, what are the, I wish I knew the ratio, but obviously nobody knows. Like, what's the ratio of band entities that break through and singer-songwriter entities? You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, even John Mayer had to have a band, you get what I'm saying? Or right. e- even Tyler Childers or whoever, like they have to have a band to continue going on or else you're just playing the acoustic guitar in a restaurant in the corner. You know what Dude, I mean? Yeah. You get I mean, what I'm that, saying? That, like, that just, I don't think that would be something I'd want to do all the time. Like yeah. it was fun to do at my friend's thing, uh-huh. but um, man, it's just so much more fun playing with a band. Yes. Like, I have more fun playing with a you band. You get what I mean? Is when I say like like you can see a band and it's like, holy shit, there's a band. And then like you can walk into a restaurant and somebody's playing acoustic guitar in a corner. It's like, keep walking. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. The most you're probably going to get is like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, sick, man. I mean, you can get yeah. some people in it. Some people love that kind of stuff. I, I, love, right. I love watching my favorite artists play acoustic, you know? But at the end of the day, I feel like you kind of have to have the band if you're trying to really do it. I, you know what I mean? I feel that way. Well, personally, I would be more stoked to see somebody play in yeah. a band than just one-on-one. Every time. Yeah. Every time, you know, because I guess it's more of a collection or more of a rarity, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. 
You get what I mean? Absolutely. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. We made it 77 minutes. That's hey, impressive, dude. That's impressive, yeah. dude. You're well, a smart po- guy. Podcaster to podcaster. Podcaster to podcaster. Uh, we can keep it going as long as we can, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, thank you for having dude, me Dude, no it's problem, dude. I'm glad. I'm glad. Tell the camera where to find your podcast, your music, all that yeah, stuff. Give you, them the Instagrams and everything. You can find On That Note uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, okay. all that stuff. And then my name, Parker Whirling, W-I-E-R-L-I-N-G. <laughs> That's on Spotify, Apple Music, Wireling. any of that stuff. Wireling. Wheeling, yeah. I'd yeah. respond to anything. It's cool. Um, yeah, so I'm just, you know, all the socials, Instagram, yeah. all that stuff. Hit me up. Sweet. Follow me on Be Real. Yeah, dude. I need to make a Be Real. Do you like it? Get yours? a Be Real. Yes, dude. Yeah? I love Be Real. It's somebody, great. I was on stage in Statesboro and somebody handed me, he's like, Can you do my Be Real? And I was like, And you're like, What the hell is this? I was this? like, How? And I just like pressed it. And was yeah. Like, and then a picture of you comes up. You're like, yeah, I was like, Whoa. That's cool, yeah. man. It's cool. I'd like to have one. Yeah. But, anyways, man, thank you for coming on. Thank you all for watching it. If you made it 78 minutes in, we love you. We, we love do. you. Thanks to Clark's Collective for supporting the show. They've been sponsored since uh, day one, pretty much. Shout out Clark's. You guys go get a drink at Clark's. They got great drink deals. I think they've got Win Tapley tonight. You'll probably, by the time this is out, he'll be at play. But they've always got artists uh, playing. Y'all check out Clark's. Give him a follow on Instagram. And give this man a follow. Thank you for coming on, brother. Hey, thank you, Jameson. I appreciate it, man. Anytime, man. Let's give him a wave for the thumbnail. Give me a smile. Yeah, there we go. Thank you all. Subscribe to the show. We love you. Bye.